Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Join Justin Townsend and the Harvesting Nature crew as they explore the world of cooking wild fish and game while sharing recipes, tips, tricks, and lessons learned from their pursuit of wild food. We sure hope you ate before the show, because you're going to leave hungry. This is the Wild Fish and Game Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to Harvesting Nature's Wild Fish and Game Podcast. Today we have a very special show. Uh, this is, uh, you could call it similar to like a holiday show, but it's just going to be uh, us, and uh, and by us I mean Corey and myself, and then two of the children of Harvesting Nature. <laughs> I didn't, couldn't think of another way to phrase that. Um, so I've got my daughter here, who's going to introduce herself. Go ahead. Hi, I'm Zoe. Nice. And Corey, would you like to introduce... Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yourself and your daughter. Hi, I'm Eva. How old are you, Zoe? Nice. And how old are both of you? I'm 10. I'm 10. And I'm also 10. Same age. Same age. Perfect. When's your birthday? June. June. Zoe's is in September. So you're older. So you're the oldest here. It means you gotta take charge. We're just gonna turn the show over to you and let you be in charge of it, okay? Right, ready? Um I'm just joking. <laughs> Alright. How about I ask how about I ask a question and then we'll just you guys can take turns answering them. Okay. Does that sound good? Yeah. Alright. So um we know that we know who you are now. We know that you guys are both ten. So the reason that we're kind of on here talking is because we wanted to give everybody sort of the perspective of uh, our kids and how they participated in hunting and fishing. We can talk about either. Good. Um, so what have how have you enjoyed hunting or not enjoyed or how did you start hunting? As Eva, if you want to go first. Um, well, I like hunting because I get to go out in the outdoors and maybe um, explore new things that I've never explored. And what I don't like about hunting is sometimes you get really cold and then you want to stay out longer, but at the same time you just want to go home. Ooh, that's fair. Zoe's shaking her head over here. I think she agrees with you. Yes! So, all right, Zoe. So, same question to you. Um, technically, I, the downs about hunting is, to me, is when you get cold and tired, and I don't like seeing animal get skinned that much. Okay. Um, or their dead eyes. What, but what about the good part of hunting? Yeah, the oh, good part. <laughs> um, so technically, I like everything because you get to eat it. <laughs> okay, what about the act of it going out? Do you like? What do you like about that? I like about seeing new lands. New see. lands, exploring. And what the like behavior of the animal is. Do you have a memory that you could tie to that? A story that you could tell us mm. about seeing animals out in the wild. Let's see. Uh, rab- the r- hair we shot last this 
You tell me. Tell the story. So we were walking along. And we saw this big jackrabbit. Like, it was super fat when it looked like a gigantic ball. And it just stayed there until we got closer and my dad spooked it. It ran, it ran, it ran really fast. And then we started, my dad went to get the shotgun from our friend's car. And um, he came back. We we wait. What? So wait. What what were you? What were you? And we were with Tom as well. What were you and Tom doing while I walked to go get the shotgun? Watching that rabbit. Why were you watching the rabbit? So it didn't actually go away. Exactly. So we didn't lose where it was. Yep. We lost it once, but then we saw it again. Nice. Okay. And then what happened? What happened after that? We cleaned it, right? Uh, you got you shot it. It had like the crazy dance. That's what I call it. The crazy dance. When it dies. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I call it the crazy dance. Um, then we skinned it. Now it's in our freezer. It's now in the freezer. You're right. We should put it on the menu this week. Yeah. So, all right. Meatball. You guys have a favorite what, story? What's your favorite um, hunting story? Could be fishing too, but hunting or fishing. Well, um, sometimes when we go out, I'm, I don't know, I just like seeing other animals other than what we're shooting or trying to get, but I like seeing the other animals. But what about a specific mem- memory? I don't know. Like, do you remember that big... Oh, I have one. Okay. So we were coming home from our grandma and grandpa's, and my dad just texted my mom and said we got a deer. So he and he couldn't find it. So we drove to the road that we lived on, and we got there. And he was waiting on the side of the road in this little, I don't know, driveway thingy. And um, we spent. You you helped me look for the deer. Yeah, we helped look for the deer and we found it. Nice. That's a good story. I forgot about that. I like that. Um Yeah. How long ago was that? Mm, two or yeah. three, something like that. Two years ago, I think. Whoa, that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, that's and awesome. COVID. Um All right. Well, Cord, you want to talk a little bit about how uh, how you got her involved in hunting and how you get, well, all your kids, because it's not just uh, Eva, it's everyone, right? right? right. Everyone participates. Yep. yep. So, you know, kids don't have the longest attention span or the most tolerance to cold weather, as we've heard. So, um, what I do is I take them squirrel hunting to start with and. You know, squirrel hunting's earlier in the year. You know, you don't have it's so it's warmer out. You don't have to worry about the cold weather, and you can be up and moving, and you know, walk along and still have success seeing squirrels. So they get they get used to being in the woods and get used to being you know quiet and and get that that sense of how to how to look in the woods to see the animals and things. So. And a lot of times they see they see the squirrels before I do, and they point them out, and and um, of course I'm the one that's doing the shooting, but they're they're along with me, and so they they get they get the whole experience. They they go out with me, they see the squirrels, we they see me shoot the squirrels, and they they there when I skin them out, and they watch me cook them, and then we have squirrel dip or squirrel tacos or whatever it is. So they get the whole experience that way, and you know. It's with with squirrels. It's easier because you know it's not a big deer. You don't have to be quiet. You're not hiking over the mountain. You're not out all day. It's just a few hours a day, or however however we want to do it. And um, so it's also kind of hard because they're really um, small and fast. So yeah, Eva tried this year um, for the first time shooting the squirrel herself. So. She was using a, a 22, and 
She had a couple misses, and but she connected on one, which is pretty neat, huh? He shot it in the leg so it couldn't walk really good, Ooh. and then I killed it. <laughs> nice. Congratulations. Nice. That's awesome. Thank you. But someone won't give me the squirrel tail yet. It's, it's in the basement. Yeah. We have a squirrel tail. Should I get it? We, we have a squirrel tail. You yeah, don't need to get it. That's okay. Huh. We it's have right one. behind us. Yep. Next to it's right up there. Duck. Right there. On that ledge. That's from whenever we uh, That's from whenever we were squirrel hunting last year. So Zoe and I went out here in Colorado. It was a weekend that it snowed, and we didn't think about it, but we went up to the mountains where it had snowed to this uh, the state park, because in Colorado you can small game hunt in some of the state parks, uh, which is pretty cool because it gives some extra access to land. And so we went up there. Well, when we got up there, there was like probably a foot of snow mm-hmm. everywhere, uh, excluding the roads. So we decided, yeah, we decided we were going to hike around a little bit and then um, hiked up this ridge about as far as we could get. And then the snow got knee deep. And so it was knee deep on me, which means it was almost up to Zoe's mid thigh. And so, uh, it's cold. after a little while, we decided we were going to turn around and go back down. And then, do you want to tell the story? So we were walking along the trail, and then what happened? We saw a squirrel. Yep. And then my dad shot it. It started digging into the snow, so, so we couldn't find it. Yep. The snow was so deep, we had to dig like a big hole in the snow. Until we finally found it. So, Corey, any anything else to add for? Um, but it your with your kiddos, it doesn't just stop in the field, right? Like you have them. I've noticed too. Like when you get deer, whatever, it's kind of like an all hands on deck to help process yep, the deer. Yep. When I'm fortunate enough to get a deer, um, they all three of them come out in the garage, and we bought them. Uh, like those Kevlar gloves, cutting gloves. They have them in kid sizes now, so they all glove up and um, help me. You know, I'll take a chunk off the deer, and they cut it up. They cube it up for the grinder, so we all we all get involved. Huh? Eva, what do you think about that? Uh, about that process? I like it, but I'm still working on my skills, trying to get the fat and the like. Silver skin. Not the silver skin, the blood the blood clots off. So I'm still working on that. Mm. What are blood clots? So blood clots, sometimes uh, you can call them like trauma or blood clots, but it's like oh. at the point where you shoot it, like just a little bit around it, it may have where some of the blood got onto the, in between the, the silver skin and the meat, and it kind of like clots up. Does that make sense? Like a little bubble? Yeah, kind of like a little bubble, but it'll be, instead of being full of air, it'll be full of blood, and it turns dark, because that's what happens with blood when it's exposed to a lot of oxygen. Um, but also, too, you don't want that in your meat, so uh, you got to cut that off so it's just nice, fresh meat, right? I think it's time to get you a Kevlar glove <laughs> so you can start helping. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Cool. So what are you doing... What, what are you doing, uh, Eva, to, to perfect your skill? Do you have anything you're practicing uh, your, when you're cleaning animals? Um, what's it called? You, I'm just using, because before my brother was using the knife just to, um, just to cut up. But it, it's like really bendable. Oh, the fillet knife. Yeah, and it, and it helps me a lot. It, like before, mm. when I did it with the thicker knives, I cut off a whole like chunk of it instead of just the fat. But now the fillet knife is really helping. Oh, nice, nice. And uh, do you ever worry about cutting your finger or anything, or have you? No, cause I'm always wearing gloves. That's good. That's smart. And we we call it the eagle claw. So they grab the meat. So they're fingertips aren't in the way of the of the blade we we practice the same thing here so we got zoe so in a little bit different zoe hasn't helped as much with processing big game because i typically 
Uh, it always works out that she's either not there or out of town uh, when I do have a lot, but mule deer and elk season are about to kick off here so hopefully we get the opportunity for that but we uh zoe started off with a chef knife and uh i forget i'll have to look it up and put the link in the show notes we'll do the same for the gloves too if everybody's wondering about gloves for kids we'll put the kevlar gloves in there um and i'll throw a show note link or a link for this one as well it's a chef knife but it's only about probably six inches or so uh long and it's got a spot on the handle where you put your thumb and or your forefinger in there so that your pointer so that it gets out of the way and you can really hold the knife and then the tip of the knife is blunt so it's sharp so you can chop and it comes with this little finger guard that you put right here on the front of your other hand and so you set it down and you learn to like chop like that so it's flat so we do the same thing so zoe has learned uh how to chop like that like like i would uh also um when I cut vegetables and things like that. So. I did not like that shield at all. I barely even used it. Nice. Well, you got proficient quick, but have you cut yourself? Nope. That's well, good. See, it, it served its purpose, though. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. So Zoe, what what are your thoughts on sort of the skinning, cleaning process? I know you mentioned earlier that you weren't a big fan of seeing animals get skinned, but that's part of the butchering process, right? I'm fine, like, seeing the meat get cut and stuff, but just, like, having the eye sockets still in there and, like, well, I mean, they, stuff. They still have eyes. We don't take those out. It spooks me. It spooks you? Well, that's okay. Um, it happens. So, would you have... Do you have a favorite part of the animal, say a favorite cut of meat? So, do you think, like... Uh, grind, steak, roast. Um, what's something that you can recall, a, a piece of meat that you recall that you, you've enjoyed? Mm, the ham. The ham? Mm-hmm. Can you elaborate? Can you tell us more? So typically my dad... Um, you sit up close. What was it? Yep, right what there. Was the, what was... How long did you do the ham for? We did a wild pig ham. For... So it wasn't a full ham, so it wasn't the full quarter. We did two roasts and we tied them together amazing um and he put it in the tra- um, trigger yep first we cured it cured it we cured um, it with uh prog powder salt mustard seeds bay leaves and maple syrup for six days and then on the seventh day or the sixth day into the seventh day we soaked it for 24 hours in just clean water to pull out some of the salt and then he put it in a Traeger, slow roast it, yep. and then we had it ready by dinner, and we had sandwiches and the ham. I it's like heaven. So we just recently posted that recipe, too, on the Harvest Nature website, so you can go there and see the whole recipe. But uh, if you want to tell us, like, what else was on the sandwich? What made it so good? Um... The, we had sourdough bread with it, so it was like kind of sour and sweet at the same time. Then spicy for the mustard, uh, the s- mustard seed, mustard. Um, then lettuce or nope, we didn't have lettuce. We had pickles. Pickles. Yeah. Sweet or butter pickles. Bread and butter pickles. Bread yep. Butter. Good job. Yep, and that's what we had, just with toasted bread. So the highlight was the ham. We didn't do any cheese or anything else, so 
What about you, Eva? Do you have a favorite cut? Just thinking steak, ground meat, stew meat, jerky, anything. Well, this is the funny thing about me. I like hunting and doing all that stuff, but I don't eat a lot of meat. Well, that's okay. Do you like the maple sausage? Oh, yeah, I like the maple sausage. Ooh. Ooh. Can you tell us about the maple sausage? I don't really know. How do, how, how do we make it? I, don't I never watch you. Yes, you do. No, I don't. <laughs> what, do, what do we put in it? I don't know. Don't we put local maple syrup? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I never watch you do it. You've helped me before. Yeah, but I don't really remember. Mm. But do you like... What else do you like? Do you, you like the pastrami that I make? Yeah, I like the pastrami that he makes. But I like the thinner parts where there's not as much spice because I don't, I don't like spicy things. So that the pastrami is made very similar to, to the ham. Yeah, same. Not too spicy. Yeah, it's not like spicy. Like it's like where you feel like your tongue's on fire and that stuff. It's just a little bit of a kick to it, but it's still pretty good. Nice. I like that. It's a good. Uh, sometimes food can be too hot, and that's never fun because then your mouth burns. You have to drink lots of milk or water. So um, one thing I was just thinking of right now is that uh, I, I know Corey and I make some special dishes specifically that our kids like to eat. Um I know one that I make, it's a recipe that was passed down uh, from my mother to me, and that's uh, venison steak fingers. So you make like uh, little steak fingers, make like a little batter. Um, I think the final batter is like crackers crushed up. And uh, we've done that. We've done like fish and chips. That one's pretty pretty popular at my house. Did you like um, the fish tacos? What was like the one that had like kind of like bowls and you had that cheese sauce? Do you guys do fish tacos too? Yeah. That's another thing I like. I really like fish tacos. Ooh, me too. Do you like them fried fish or grilled fish? Fried. Well, the the ones I've been making were they were more baked than than anything else. Mm. Like we marinate the uh the fillets in lime juice and cilantro and garlic for like a half hour. And then um, bake them until they're flaky. And then we put those Ooh. in a tortilla shell with avocado sauce, which is mayonnaise, avocado, honey, lime juice, and cilantro, garlic, and cilantro. And then um, pickled red onions, right? And some mm-hmm. lettuce. It's good that way, huh? Got to make sure you get all those bones, though. Oh, that sounds good. I'm going to have to come over to your guys' house to eat some, some tacos. That sounds, yeah, that sounds really good. We ate before the show, but it still makes us hungry. Um, what was another one, too? I haven't made it in a while, but I should make it again. Uh, we made, like, venison corn dogs. So we made essentially, like, venison uh, wieners or hot dogs, or you could even do a really fine sausage. And um, a finely ground uh, sausage, and you make like a little roll, and then you just use like a thicker cornmeal and uh, batter them and fry them. It sounds like I serve all my kids <laughs> fried food, but I promise you I don't. <laughs> um, anything else you can think of, Zoe? Any highlights for meals? Uh, I forgot what the name was, but it had venison, I think, and. Those it was pasta with cheese sauce. Oh. Oh the uh is it the shells and cheese? Yes. Yeah, that one's a pretty good one too. That's my favorite. That's really yummy. Didn't didn't you make like a lobster mac and cheese <gasps> when you were in Key West? We did. We've done lobster mac and cheese before. I have a funny story about lobster mac and cheese, and actually just lobster in general. So back when Zoe here was, uh, she must have been three, I think. We had her in a daycare in Key West. And Uh-oh. it was like the first year that we moved down there. And 
catching lobster because you could just go catch it in the water and then bring it back and cook it. It was a big deal. So that night we all sat down and we had taken the lobster and split it in half lengthways. And uh, you cook the tail on the grill and put like lemon juice and all kinds of seasoning. And it's really, really good. Um, so we had leftovers. Well, Zoe, three-year-old uh -oh. Zoe, she's hiding her face, but... You can't hide from us. We know your hair. Actually, no. Yeah, now. <laughs> um, Zoe asked if she could take some of the lobster to school. And so I cut some up and put it in there with vegetables and other things. And she took it as her, her lunch to daycare the next day. Well, we later learned from the teacher that Zoe, in the moment of lunch decided that she didn't want the lobster anymore. She wanted like the spaghetti that her, her classmates were eating that they'd serve for lunch. And she took and dumped the lobster in the trash. Oh, man. And uh, that is why she's hiding right now. But why? it's okay. We, we were all three once. We all know uh, we do silly things sometimes when we're younger. So can't wait when Remy does that. Now, would you, would you now throw away lobster? No, I love lobster. Nice. Lobster. What's what's your favorite fish dish? Have you ever made lobster ravioli? We made lobster ravioli. Yep, we've done that before too. I liked it. Lobster ravioli is pretty good. And then um, let's see. Technically, you did this with meat, sushi. We've done sushi before. Meat sushi. You have a very sophisticated palate. <laughs> We, we say that here, and then we were just making our menu for the week, and she's like, I would like burgers, pizza, tacos, spaghetti. <laughs> I was like, sushi. okay. And sushi. Yeah. So that was what we decided we were going to eat this week, which is, uh, yeah. What a meat kind of thing. What do, what do you guys like to to eat outside fish tacos what's a what's a good go-to regular mm -hmm. well i don't really like vegetables no so what about wild game squirrel kind of mm -hmm. your dad makes a good squirrel dip yeah yeah we haven't we haven't had that for a few weeks have we can you tell me about the squirrel dip so it more works when you have two or three squirrels because one squirrel doesn't it one squirrel is pretty little, so you need to have at least two or three. Um, and he'll put, like, he'll chop up the squirrel into little, like, cubes or something. Well, I, I braise it first, and I pick all the meat off. Yeah, that. And then he'll put other things in it. Cheese. and Cheese. And barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. And ranch. Ranch. I think some brown sugar goes in there. Hmm. Huh. It's good though. It's good good appetizer. Do you eat it with like chips or do you put it on bread? We put like, it you, on chips. It? We use it on chips as a dip. Oh. Nice. That sounds good. We're gonna have to make some. Yes, next time. I wonder if we, we could do it with jackrabbit. Yeah. Ooh. Yep, I think I've done it with uh cottontail before. Yeah, Jack the Jack the hairs get a bit dark, so we'll be able to do that. Um it does remind me, I got word today, or, or on Friday, that our small game blend will be out here pretty soon. So that's exciting news. Wait. We'll have to try that in the dip. That's going to be super exciting. Wait. Yeah. You're, what? Oh, I thought you already made the small game blend. We already made it. They haven't sent it back from the, the spice mixologist. We'll call him that. <laughs> um, we've got the waterfowl one now, which is pretty nice. There it is right there. You can show them. Is the waterfowl blend. But we went duck hunting today. Oh, how'd you do? So we shot at some geese, but so we recently went. Uh, Zoe is signed up for Hunter's Ed at the end of November, um, but she can do the uh, apprentice or mentee program. I forget what specifically it's called here in Colorado. She can do that program here in Colorado. And for one year prior to having to take it, but she has to hunt with me so she can hunt small game and she can hunt waterfowl. So we did that today and our friend Eric loaned Zoe uh, a youth 20 gauge, which she carried. Um, and you want to tell, tell about our day today? So technically... Start at the beginning. Um, 
We left the house. Okay, maybe not that much in the beginning. <laughs> um, how about starting walking? Okay, how about how about when we got there? When we got there, we started walking to um was there two places or one? There was one place. Um, we went to this place where there was a big lake where there was like I can't count them how many geese and ducks there were and seagulls. Um, but there was a little pond right next to us, and there were some guys there. Um, we settled down. We then, set up in a different spot. We didn't set up next to the guys. Yeah. So. Um, Did you have decoys? We set, we set up, like, behind these... We didn't, so we were just in some brush, and so what we were doing is, as the ducks and geese flew on or off the lake, you want to tell them? You can. No, you can. Go ahead. Um, they, we would try to shoot them, but they were a little bit too high, or we were just missing them. Then they keep flying over, flying over the pond right next to us, and some guy. Those guys got them. Um, then a few, then it was over. The ducks, there were some few more ducks before we left. Um, and what was it? They were making duck calls, and they were standing up. Yep, the guys were standing up in the blind versus sitting down, and they were blowing the calls, and then they would see a duck, they would crouch down. Um, then... You tell the rest. That's that's it? I think you summarized it. Did you shoot any? No, I did not. I didn't even shoot the gun, but I do. I did know how to, like, turn it on, turn it off. You mean take the safety on, take yeah. the safety off. Yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> All right. Do you guys have a, a recent story, adventure that you guys went out to? I saw you guys uh, pheasant hunting the other day. Or, yeah. sorry, grouse. Yeah, I got that, that. I was by myself there. Eva wasn't with me there. Um, so Eva, Eva's going to be a future ornithologist. So she doesn't um, like, like to go going bird hunting like and going seeing bird. them. Yeah. Yep. So she sticks to you know squirrels and deer. and deer. But Pennsylvania has a mentored youth uh, pro hunting program. Um, so kids under twelve can shoot whether it's small game and big game but they can't carry the gun in or out they, they can only have the gun when it's time to shoot um and in pennsylvania i think you can do it three years prior to your uh having to take your hunter safety course um but so eva eva wanted to try deer hunting this year so i have a we have a crossbow and I bought uh, a tripod, so she shot off the tripod and was doing really good at 20 yards. So I felt comfortable that she was ready to go out. So we went out in the blind a couple times, and one time we saw a deer, but... I it, I was really bulky because it was cold, so I had like snow pants and a uh, car hard on. So I tried to go under the... Um, tripod and then i tripped over something and then i fell and then we made all this chaos and i ran away yeah it, it they first came out and they were like 60 yards away and they started to bed down so we they were staying there a while and we we weren't paying attention to them and then all of a sudden one came one was right there at 20 yards and we weren't ready and we messed up but that's okay. We went, we went back out another day. And and we learned from our mistake to stay behind. Yeah, stay behind the tripod. But uh, we didn't see anything. So we haven't had any luck deer hunting yet, but but we're trying. Nice. Are you going to do a uh, deer rifle? Eva's not quite ready to shoot high-powered rifles yet. She We tried the 20-gauge, and she wasn't 100% comfortable, so we're... We're sticking to the twenty-two and the crossbow right now. That's okay. That's good. That's pretty and, awesome still. And I, I think that's the key with taking kids out is not you got to find that that fine line between pushing them 
you know, hard enough to go outside their comfort zone, but not too hard to where, you know, it's a terrible experience and they'll never do it again type thing. So I'm, we're, we're trying yep. to find that line. And I think, yeah, we definitely do the same. So um, Zoe has been coming with us on, on a lot of my hunts uh, that I do here in Colorado. She came out with Colin and I last year, uh, put in a load of miles with us in one day. <sighs> about uh, I think I went back and did the math, and it was like nine miles. But oh, wow. I think the key was I definitely pushed her a little, little bit beyond her limit. But at the end of the day, when we were like looking at one last spot to go to, I was like, hey, let's go check this spot out. And she was like, I, she goes, I, I don't think I want to. I'd like to go home. And so uh, definitely whenever she's with us, I always try to communicate with the other folks I'm hunting with of like, hey, like I will like draw the limit. I'll, I'll draw the line myself. Like if she asked to go home and it's not like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm thirsty. I want to go home or I'm hungry. I want to go home or like something like that. We can, we can deal with all that. But at the end of the day, when she's like, no, I'm tired. I want to go home. Like I won't push her past that because nobody wants to really be pushed past that. Even as adults, we don't, we don't want that. So I think it's, it's really important not to make that sort of less ideal memory for her of like, oh, we, we went and hiked another two miles on top of the nine that we already did. So some tips. Any other tips you can think of, Corey? Um, bring lots of snacks because there's those times where oh, I, I want to. Yeah, I want to go home. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty, and like here, have you know, have a drink of water, eat a couple crackers, and you know, we'll stay out a little while longer. Yep, it's the same. Um, one time we were on the blind, and we it was the one time when we messed up behind the tripod or whatever. But uh, we got really bored, and I found a worm. And we started flicking that. My dad tried to flick it out the window, and it stuck to the ceiling. But then after a while, after we got it out, we saw something. So Yeah, yeah I, I guess what, what she's trying to say is try to find the little things that occupy the slow times when you're waiting for the animals yeah. to show up. <laughs> Nice, I agree with that. Zoe likes to nap. She's a uh, she's takes <laughs> after nap. her dad and likes to do glass uh, glassing naps. I don't great. like going nappings like at the house in bed. I like doing it out in the wilderness, <laughs> where there could be a deer standing right on me. Those are the best naps. <laughs> so that's yep. yeah. Um, I do let Zoe bring a book sometimes um, out with her. I won't. I won't do electronics, um, but I let her bring books or, or something like that. So Yeah, um, I sometimes just play with rocks and sticks and try to make little tiny forts or houses. <laughs> it's really fun. If I don't have a buck on me or I forgot in the car. Nature's, um, Mother Nature's toys. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um... All right, well, do you guys want to play Let's Make a Meal? Do you have anything sure. else Anything else you want to bring up? Anything else you want to talk about it before we move on? Mm, I don't. No. No? Okay. No. All right, let me scroll on Instagram here and see what the first... Oh, we're not going to do that. That's a load of fat. Aww. Um. Let's see. Another load of fat. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, this is a meatloaf. You guys like meatloaf? No, not really. I haven't tried it yet, but I I like it. No, we don't like meatloaf. Okay. Um, let's see. It's apples. Ooh, is that chicken? Ooh, how about this? You guys like pies? Like pies with meat in them? You ever had that? No, I don't think so. At least we don't make a lot of those around here. I feel like you're judging me. All right, I don't see a good picture here. This is taking too long. All right, when do you guys pick a cut of meat? Where are we going to start? What animal? Let's start with the animal. What animal do we want to cook today? If we had any animal we could cook within okay. reason. Um. Oh, why are you thinking I got to say it? So now we're going to play Let's Make a Meal. Cue the music. 
It's time to make a meal. There we go. Can't forget that bit. All right, now, Eva, did you think of, a, of an animal we could use? Nope, not yet. I got one. All right, uh, Zoe's got one. Okay. What do you got? Elk. Elk. All right. All right, so we started with elk. What part of the elk do we want to cook? Do we want to make steaks? Do we want to make a roast? Do we want to make grind meat? Stew meat? What do we want to use? Well, it, Eva, you want to choose this one? Um. Maybe your dad could. Maybe your dad could help out too. Elk is like venison, like deer. So maybe like. Mm-hmm. When you grind it up or whatever. Ooh, okay. So we're going to grind it up. So we're going to make, like, burger patties. We're going to make sausage. Do we want to make, like, something with the ground meat, like chili or spaghetti or something like that? I think we could make, maybe we could make, like, a hamburger or something. Okay. All right, so we're going to make a hamburger. What do you guys want to season it with? You guys can pick anything. Or put sauce. We could put sauce on it, too. We could, we could inside grind of something it. up inside Ooh, of it. I can Ooh, I yeah. It. I got it. You got it? What barbecue do you got? Barbecue sauce. So we're going to put barbecue sauce inside the burger. Or cheese. Barbecue sauce and cheese inside the burger. I like where this is going. <laughs> what kind of cheese? Uh. Ooh. Oh. Smoked Gouda? Smoked Gouda. Ooh. I'm definitely Like I said, sophisticated. Wait, so sophisticated palate. <laughs> so are we gonna put it in there as like a slice in the middle and let it get melted, or are we gonna like gra- uh, grate it and sprinkle it in there? We'll let Eva pick melted. this one. Melted, like melted, melted. Like so we, so we're gonna press two pieces of meat around it. What's that called? A juicy Lucy? Yeah, like stuffed. Like, be a cheese stuffed like a barbecue turkey? burger is what we've got so far. Oh, All right, so we've got that. We're gonna cook that in the pan. So while we've got that going in the pan, what are what are the toppings? What toppings are we gonna put on it? Everybody gets one topping. We can all pick one. So, Corey, you want to go first? What's your topping? Hmm. I like uh, pickled red onions. Ooh. Ooh. All right. I like that. All right, Evo, you got a topping? I'm still thinking. Okay, I'll come back to you. Zoe, yeah. you got a topping? What are you going to do? Bread and, butle, pi- bread and butter pickles. Bread and butter pickles. Ooh. <laughs> this is turning into a real fantasy food. What about you, Dad? Hmm. For me? Do you guys like mushrooms? <laughs> no. No, no mushrooms. What about avocado? Ooh, this is turning good. Sure. All right. Avocado. We have one more. Or if you don't want to pick a, a topping, you could pick a sauce. What other sauce do we want to put on it? Remember, we have barbecue sauce inside the meat. But what's another sauce we could put on this burger? Um, Maybe ketchup or mustard could be good. Fan- a fancy mustard. What about a fancy mustard? What do you mean fancy mustard? Like a... Ooh, a fancy... Like a stone ground mustard or... Well, how am I supposed to know about that? A sweet sweet and tangy mustard. What is a sweet and tangy? I don't know. I I like the sweet and tangy idea. This is turning really good. It sounds really good. All right. We have one we have one big thing that we gotta figure out here though. What what kind of bun are we going to use? Are we going to use a regular white bun? Are we going to use a wheat bun? Do we want to use a pretzel bun? Uh, what's another one? Brioche. Like a mm-hmm. sourdough bun. <gasps> brioche. What's brioche? Uh, it's like a very buttery bread. Ooh, I like that. I'm into it. It goes with my pickles. I think <laughs> uh, the buttery one or whatever. Brioche. Brioche. Mm-hmm. The brioche? Yeah. Ooh, I like that. We're going to toast toast it or untoasted? Mm. Is, 
maybe toast it, add a bit of crunch or something. Ooh, yeah, Ooh. I like that. Let's toast it. All right. Holy smokes. We got quite the meal going here. But we also need to decide. Are we going to do chips? Are we going to do fries, tater tots, waffle fries? What what kind of uh, what kind of spud are we going to choose? Uh, is it my turn? Zoe, go ahead. Waffle fries. Waffle fries? You guys like waffle fries? Mm -hmm. what, what are we going to dip or the waffle fries? Or we can have a mix. Tater tots and waffle Ooh. fries. Mm. We could dip them in like Chick-fil-A sauce, maybe? Ooh, I like that. This is getting interesting. Are we actually going to cook this? I think we could probably cook it. I think we could cook it. This one's pretty good. I think this is a pretty good burger that we've created. So just to recap, we've got ground elk that we're stuffing with smoked gouda and adding barbecue sauce in there. Um... I'll also say we could probably add in a little Harvesting Nature Big Game blend because it's a great time to it's add that in. So let's get some good flavor. And then we're going to have that melted. The cheese will be melted inside. We'll cook it. And then once it's all done, we will add pickled red onions, bread and butter pickles, sliced avocado, and sweet and tangy mustard. And we're going to make that all on a brioche bun with waffle fries and Chick-fil-A sauce. And you have to toast the Holy bun. Holy smokes. And we have to toast the bun. I forgot about that. You're right. This toasted bun. Holy smokes. This is going to be delicious. I'm looking forward to this. We should switch it out instead of having pasta. Well, we put burgers on our, our menu this week. So yeah, so it means we could make that We may have tomorrow. to make this one. We so I'll, I'll tell you guys that when we started, let's... Go ahead. I was just gonna say we don't even we don't have elk in our freezer. We but, have deer though. But we could well, use deer. we could sub out. Yeah, we don't have elk in our freezer either, so we would have to use deer, deer or antelope as well. So that that substitution is allowed. We'll we'll allow that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I was gonna say that when we first started the game, let's make a meal. Uh, we did it when uh, Adam Berkelmans was on. And Adam actually cooked the dish that we came up with. And it's in the queue to be a recipe posted on the website this month uh, for on the Harvesting Nature website. So keep an eye out for that. I believe it was goose legs that we did. Uh, and we braised them in uh, some nice Oktoberfest-style beer because we recorded it in late September, early October. And with uh, purple cabbage and a bunch of other delicious things. So, But I think our burger that you guys created may top that meal. Uh, I'll have to apologize to Adam that he was outcooked by the two 10-year-olds. But I think it's pretty awesome. <laughs> so, no, I think that's great. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Any other last thought that you may have, Zoe? about about hunting or fishing or anything what if you had friends that you wanted to share something about hunting and fishing with what's something that you would tell them that would maybe get them interested you get to eat the meat friends yeah <laughs> the best part <laughs> that's pretty cool I'm uh what about you eva do you have anything that you would tell your friends about uh, that may may make them more interested in hunting or fishing. Um, I don't know, cause my friends aren't really big on stuff like that, so I really don't know. But what what would you say to them, so that they would change their minds? Um, it's fun. Um, you get to if you're like bored or something and you're about to go um like end your hunting adventure or whatever you could tell them that where they could go next time and like where you could go next time and um mistakes that you made that you could um try to fix when you're going out next time that's a good idea yeah i think that's really good like tips and tricks and Lessons learned. 
that's always people appreciate that too that way they don't make the same mistakes that's a really good thing to do so all right Corey, you got any last thoughts we've been talking about getting the kids talking on the show for a while so i'm glad we were able to do it and get eva and zoe talking about their adventures so um hopefully we can make this kind of a an annual thing maybe get uh yeah. maybe get the boys on too although remy's pretty young isn't he yep remy's two and a half he probably would not remy uh, talks a lot he though. would have stuff to say but whether or not we <laughs> knew what it was is different <laughs> all right cool well no i think this was really fun um, I'm glad we got to share some time with you guys on the podcast. I know, as Corey said, it's something we've been wanting to do for a while. And uh, it's good, especially as uh, both our daughters and all of our kids. Like I, I do take Remy out occasionally as well, despite him being a younger younger lad. I uh, try to get him out so he can see stuff as well. Um, but it's uh, it's good, and I think the first step is just doing it kind of getting outside and just getting him out there. And then uh, through through the passion that that we show, both Corey and I show, uh, our, our kids learn from that. And I know I, I try to teach, grab my kids and teach them how to do that, uh, you know, to hunt, to fish, but to learn to appreciate even more than just the aspect of hunting. I think uh, Eva said it best when she mentioned seeing other animals and Zoe talked about playing with rocks and sticks and all those things. We even do that as adults. Like you just get to sit outside and just enjoy being in nature. And I tell you about 90% of the time, despite the cold, despite the rain, the snow, anything else, like it's better than sitting inside for me. So I, uh, I like it and I'm glad, I'm glad my kids have found a passion in it as well. And I hope that I can continue to share years in years with them doing this doing the same so that when i'm old they can carry me out to the field and sit and entertain me in the blind <laughs> versus the other way around <laughs> i'm not ready for that <laughs> well i thank everybody for listening and uh we'll, we'll include the show notes uh all the links to the various things we discussed in the show notes so be sure to scroll over and look at that and then whatever podcast pa- platform you're listening to please punch that five star button leave us a review uh if you really like the kids show let us know uh if there's any questions you have let us know we'll answer them and get back to you and uh thanks everybody for listening have a good night Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. (laughs) Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss life on the water. Every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. (laughs) The destination for outdoor entertainment. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.